With your help, we can continue to fight for freedom. This is not possible without your generosity. Join our quest for the truth and our freedom. Simply visit www.realitycheck.radio forward slash donate to make a difference today. James Rogowski has been on this program before a couple of times in 2023. He's a researcher, author, natural health proponent, and an activist who believes that the old systems are rightfully crumbling, so we must build their replacements quickly. In March 2022, James uncovered documents regarding proposed amendments to the international health regulations and was instrumental in raising awareness about them. James is now doing everything possible to expose the WHO's hidden agenda behind their proposed pandemic agreement, as well as the WHO's ongoing attempts to amend the international health regulations. James's vision for the future can be summarized by the phrase, out of the who and in with the new. So, James Rogowski, good to have you back with us in 2024. Thanks for coming on again. Good to see you. Thanks. You know, absolutely nothing has happened since the last time we talked. So it's, you know, uh, I don't know what we're going to talk about. Well, that reminds me of a Monty Python skit where where, where I think the punchline was that suddenly nothing happened. Yeah, okay. But it's good to possibly remind, well, all of us anyway, where this thing is at and um, the status. You've put together a list that I can see of 12 reasons, they're probably more than 12, but the 12 main ones, to stop the WHO pandemic treaty. And I've got the list in front of me. We might as well just work through it in the in the order here well let me let me let me give the preview uh, yep. to put this all into context um it's a valid question to say why are they having these negotiations and what is the purpose yeah and to get a, a handle on that you got to go back to december 1st 2021 the low and, and you know these are terms that they like to throw around the low and middle income countries asked for a special session of the World Health Assembly, and that concluded on December 1st, 2022. And the declaration that came out of that was they, they these relatively less wealthy nations, global south, if you will, yeah. um, they wanted the WHO to oversee negotiations to ensure equitable access to pandemic-related products. Because at the time, they were unhappy that the wealthier nations, Australia, New Zealand, uh, the European Union, UK, Canada, Israel, United States, they were hogging up all those wonderful jabs. And they felt that it wasn't equitably distributed around the world And the purpose of these negotiations is to deal with what is essentially a trade dispute. Yeah, um, you've you've made that point to us before. Yeah, Just because it's in the WHO, don't think this is about health. This is about money. So this is kind of in a way is, if you think the whole COVID thing was manufactured, this is manufactured. This comes out of something that was, that has a, a dubious origin, let's say. Absolutely. And so many people refer to this as the pandemic treaty, Mm. right? Now, when they called for these negotiations, they kind of branched into two separate tracks. 
One of them is the um, amendments to the international health regulations. They missed their deadline. Any amendments that are to be properly, legally um, proposed and considered in May, according to Article 55, they should have been submitted by January 27th, 2024. Well, that's in the past. They're cheating. Any, any proposed amendments that are to be considered in May, it, it really should be seen as null and void. But what we're here to talk about with the 12 reasons to stop the treaty starts with, wait a minute, this isn't really just a treaty. Number one on the list is from the get-go. They've always been recommending that they want a framework convention for pandemic prevention, preparedness, and response. I think all I'm going to have to say is, hey, how's that framework convention for climate change from 1992 working out for you? Hmm. A framework convention, number two on the list, sets up an unaccountable bureaucracy that meets every year a conference of the parties. In December, they had COP28 for the um, Framework Convention for Climate Change. That's what COP stands for, right? Conference of the Parties, exactly. Mm. Well, they've gotten a little wise to that, and in their latest document, uh, they call it the governing body of the pandemic agreement. Same darn thing. They get to appoint people unelected, unaccountable, largely unknown. I mean, I didn't get an invite to go to the COP28. And they make decisions that whatever they decide, since all of the nations of the world agreed to the framework convention for climate change, any, you know, new um, protocols that they agreed to are automatically agreed to because you basically signed a blank check. Yeah. Now, that's just certifiably crazy, but that's what we're dealing with here. Okay. So framework convention really means massive bureaucracy, and massive bureaucracy under point three must mean a lot of money. Well, you know, Tedros Ghebreyesus, the director general, has been saying over and over and over and over and over, oh, everybody's spreading misinformation, and we don't want to take over the world. We don't want to tell people what to do with their health. They don't need amendments or a new treaty for your local politicians to abuse your rights and freedoms. Yeah, You know, whatever they did to the people of the world over the last four years, they didn't need an amendment or a treaty. No, because it happened to us. That, that happened anyway. Exactly. What they're setting up in my perspective, and I, I want to take a step back and say, everyone who's listening to us talking, I'm glad that you're hearing what we're saying, right? But that's hearsay. What I want everyone to do is go to stopthetreaty.org and read the darn documents. Okay, don't take my word for it. Don't regurgitate what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. What happened is a group in Geneva, um, Health Policy Watch, made public what they're all talking about in secret. And so they had a meeting last week, and the intergovernmental negotiating body said, yeah, 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 we're going to make this all public, but they haven't bothered to do that yet. So what we're talking about, it's not 
hacked or, you know, it's not like a whistleblower or anything. But, you know, I published this on my website a week before the WHO. I mean, they have they still haven't published it. What we're talking about are the documents about this framework convention that they are negotiating. And they don't want you to see this. So they want to dramatically expand what I call the pharmaceutical hospital emergency industrial complex. And it starts with number five on the list, which is One Health Surveillance. Now, I'm going to venture to guess that when I say One Health Surveillance, whatever the heck it is that pops into your head is not what they are talking about. Their idea is that the genetic sequence of any kind of pathogen is an incredibly valuable sovereign resource. And I chose those words carefully. If you go back to the colonial times, you know, they would exploit the natural resources of the colonies. Yep. The spices was, and things like that. Yep. Spices, you get it, you know, oil and natural gas drilling, you know, gold, silver, now it's lithium and cobalt or whatever. Well, let me ask you just a really simple question to, you know, it's kind of a rhetorical question to cause you to think. Many people have heard that China handed over the genetic sequence for whatever the heck it was that was going on in, in Wuhan in 2019. How much was that ultimately worth? couple of trillion dollars, maybe. I mean, yeah. how much did Pfizer and Moderna and AstraZeneca and everybody yeah. else? So, so so, X, whatever, however many pathogens you find, however many genetic sequences are available, and you, th 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 that's your value there. You can go um, drilling um, test wells to find oil or gas. You can go gold mining, you know, panning in the river or, you know, looking for valuable raw material somewhere or you could go dig into the guano in a bat cave or in yeah. poop in your in your chicken coop or your pigsty or your, your veterinarian's you know office where they've got a bunch of stool samples maybe you'll find the next canine coronavirus those pathogen genetic sequences are worth a lot of money gold gold times whatever factor you want to add to it. So here's where the sticking point is. And this is actually an incredibly complicated brain bender. I published an article last week about the pathogen access and benefit sharing system. They have a concept okay. yep. and this is, this is based in the, um, uh, 1992 Convention on Biological Diversity, where if a nation finds a pathogen, that's a sovereign resource. And okay. that's literally in this document. Okay. Well, if they give access to their pathogens, they want to know that they're going to share in the benefits. Yeah. When, when South Africa and Botswana identified whatever the heck it was they called the Omicron variant. They did what they thought was the right thing to do, and they made it public. They told the world. And they were greeted with lockdowns, or, or I should say not lockdowns, travel restrictions. Yep. And 
Then Pfizer and Moderna turned that information into the boosters. So they basically stole their information. You got it. Abused them. Well, it was handed over. It was handed over. So they didn't steal it. But there was a down. Okay, but there was a downside to them because they got locked down, all of that sort of stuff. But um, they 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 didn't get any value back from that. Pharma did. And so, what is holding up these negotiations is not whether or not the jabs stop infection or transmission or cause vaccine-acquired immune deficiency syndrome and turbo cancer and myocarditis. They're not talking about any of that stuff. They're arguing over intellectual property rights, manufacturing know-how, and investment capital. The, the document includes a WHO-coordinated laboratory network, which essentially is, hey, you need a Wuhan Institute of Virology, and you need a Wuhan Institute of Virology. Go find some pathogens out there, bring them into the lab, and I'm going to jump around a little bit. Um, in uh, their article on gain of function, they want to have a science committee oversee gain of function research. So not banning well, it or stopping it, overseeing it. Thank you for taking the words out of my mouth. It's yeah. like, wait a minute. We need to stop that stuff. That's what causes these problems. But they want to you know, have a coordinated laboratory network to do gain of function that they can oversee. They want to speed up the regulatory approval of drugs and then set up a global supply chain and logistics network. Now, at the World Government Summit a couple of weeks or so ago, Tedros said something that is well known. He said that the WHO has a distribution hub in Dubai that's 20,000 square meters. Yeah. All right. I don't know how many soccer fields that is. I got to sit down one day and do the math, right? But forget about that. How many contracts would you have to put out there to fill a 20,000 square meter distribution hub? That is what this is about. This is, in my view, and I again, don't repeat what I say. That's hearsay. You go read this document for yourself and make up your own mind. That's organized crime. That's, you know, um, insider information that's conflicts of interest who and you can take that you know with an abbott costello routine behind it who is going to be responsible for determining where does that money come from to whom is it allocated is there ever going to be an audit trail are we ever going to know who has an inside deal to make some product and put it into the distribution hub so that when they find a pathogen that can scare the bejeebers out of people and, you know, oh, great, we'll send you what you need to treat that problem with things that don't cause, you know, don't stop infection, don't stop transmission, cause people to become, you know, more ill or die and, and get turbo cancers and everything else under the sun. This is their business model. It worked for them over the last four years, and they're trying to supercharge the, the, the business model. Now, I have an unfair advantage because I watched the B20 back in November of 2022. 
and I've been talking about this for a year and a half now. The Indonesian health minister said to the business leaders at the B20 in November of 2022, and you got to remember, he's not a doctor. He's a former banker. At the time, the United States and a number of other nations were in the process of finishing up, setting up the pandemic fund run through the World Bank. They were shooting for multiple billions of dollars to have this fund to build laboratories and, you know, have equipment and manufacturing all around the world. And he said, look, they've got multiple billions of dollars. This is a great business opportunity. Go invest. A month later, the U.S. Congress and President Biden signed, passed and signed the National Defense Authorization Act. They the Defense Department has pledged $5 billion over five years to fund their global health security agenda. That's code for biological weapons research. They want to go look for pathogens that they can scare the bejeebers out of you, bring them into the laboratory, turn them into drugs and jabs, get big pharma and, and you know the regulatory agencies to put them into production and approve them as fast as possible and, you know, censor your ability to talk about it with any kind of reason, because that is enormously profitable. If, if you can scare people to where they beg their government to throw money at an industry that's feeding off of that fear, you know, that should be written up in some business school somewhere. You know, that's, that's quite, that is the most case. sinister business model I've ever heard of. That's what they're doing. And who benefits the most? Is it the U.S. maintaining their unipolar worldview? Well, I think that the WHO saw what the um, United States was doing, and they have fund envy. The United States has cobbled together a couple of dozen nations and um bill and melinda gates and welcome trust and rockefeller and that kind of thing um but they only managed to get a couple of billion dollars per year pledged the who is shooting for 30 billion dollars a year and they want to be not in control of your health that you know wherever you may live the local officials over the last four years, they did not need amendments to the regulations or a new treaty to abuse your rights and freedoms. What these negotiations are about is putting the WHO or some new bureaucracy as the center point for the supply chain and logistics network to hand out all the contracts to fill the distribution centers with the poisonous, you know, drugs and jabs that they're going to deliver when they scare the crap out of people and show up, you know, like, you know, white knight coming to the rescue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all the while, all of the people who are on the inside are getting the contracts to produce the products that cause the harm that people are suffering from. And so I only ask that people listening to this 
go to stopthetreaty.org and read the darn document. Now, you got to be careful. When you read the first chapter of these documents for the treaty, you might get diabetes <laughs> because it's so sickeningly sweet propaganda. Yeah, They talk about sovereignty and human rights and um, um, solidarity and transparency and yada, 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 yada. The chapter two is the meat of the business deal, all the stuff we're talking about here, organizing the flow of money and products around the world. And chapter three is where they talk about setting up the bureaucracy that would meet year after year after year. And that's the game. They don't they don't even really need to reach an agreement. It could be an empty piece of paper. They agree to put a bureaucracy in charge of every year doing what they've done with the Framework Convention for Climate Change, just keep throwing crazy stuff at, uh, at us, throwing money at it, and you know taking all that money to the bank. And I can see now why certain people um, promote it. I mean, any technocrat, this is a wet dream for them, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. You know, bureaucratic jobs, you know, on these committees and stuff, uh, you know, the, the WHO in, in 2022 had 8,851 employees that earned an average of $120,000 a year. Yeah. I've never seen $120,000 a year. It must be nice. They spent 30% of their $4 billion budget on salaries. You wonder why they might want to create some more bureaucracy? This could be, if you really stretch this out, listening to you and being reminded again, thank you for doing that, that this is a recipe to take over the world in the end, isn't it? Well, I'll push back on that a little bit. Um, that recipe is mostly in the United Nations, the Sustainable Development Goals, Agenda 2030. And I spent two and a half hours yesterday morning just suffering through a bunch of BS on a meeting about the um, Pact for the Future. Um, put, put, I think it's September 22nd and 23rd uh, of 2024. Put that on your calendar. Okay. They're working on the zero draft of the pact for the future. And I was the old geezer at the meeting. There was a lot of very young people who were just spewing United Nations propaganda about how, you know, the world is about the youth or the future rather is about the youth and the indoctrination that they have clearly gone through, um, you know, is, is astonishing. So what this particular pandemic treaty slash framework convention is about is really big pharma getting the WHO to act as their marketing arm and the manager of the distribution and contracting network. If you know the person who writes the con, you know, signs the contracts and doles out the money, are you going to argue? If you've been told by your government to go get a piece of the pie, right? 
this is what's going on. It's not good versus evil in these negotiations. It's big evil versus upstart young evil who (laughs) won a piece of the pie because they didn't get what they thought they deserved. They handed over the genetic sequences and they got screwed. Yeah. And they don't want that to continue to happen. They want a piece of the pie. And it's a toxic, evil, you know, murderous pie. But they don't, that doesn't seem to register. And so, yeah, because keeping people in a in a constant state of fear and um, having the raw material, the pathogens, the genetic sequences come through to instantaneously make uh, vaccines, et cetera, that is an endless cycle. Is uh, mm-hmm. that that is a nightmare? Mm-hmm. Seems to me. So that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Um, if you go to stopthetreaty.org, you can please read the damn documents. Don't go on what you heard me say. That's hearsay. Okay. But if you have any questions, give me a phone call. I'm in the United States, so you might have to add a country code or text me or something. My my number is 310-619-3055. Look through the information. What I encourage people to do is copy or take a photograph or a screenshot or a video of whatever section of these documents you're looking at. Take them a sentence or a paragraph at a time and make a little TikTok or Telegram or Twitter or Instagram video and go, hey, Tedros, I got a question about this. Right. What's what does this mean? Because back in March of 2023, he said, oh, you know, if you have any questions, just let us know. We'll straighten it out for you. Read the document and ask questions. Give your opinion. Put it out there because they believe they're telling you what's there in a slippery sort of way. And your silence is viewed as consent. So speak up. That's a very good point. Yeah. All right. We've um, pretty well, without numbering them all, we've got through that list. The last one, though, is censorship. Boy, I bet they don't like you. Uh, You know, I've learned that the term misinformation um, often means when people like you or me or others present the information that is missing, they don't like it. And so they call it miss. Should be missing information. I, I, <laughs> I, I used to work with a very smart woman and, and we dealt with, you know, health related issues. And we would jokingly call her miss information with two S's. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you know what's going on, because you've read their documents it's not misinformation it's you know transparency and i I just encourage everybody read the damn documents ask questions spread the word you know take the link to what you're listening to right now and share it with everybody because most people have no idea that this is going on you're right and that's how they like it stop the treaty.org and James Rogowski, thanks for coming back on and um, and reminding us of all of that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. With your help, we can continue to fight for freedom. This is not possible without your generosity. Join our quest for the truth and our freedom by simply visiting www.realitycheck.radio forward slash donate to make a difference today.